You're listening to My Friend's Place on WGOTLP Gainesville.
far and wide. Keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. Give me Park Avenue. The chores. The stores. Fresh air. Times Square. You are my wife. Goodbye, city life. Green Acres, we are there. All right, there you got the Green Acres theme. You're listening to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Uh, I do play a lot of TV things, so you shouldn't be really surprised that you're hearing that on, on my show, because, you know, let's be honest, you often hear TV themes on my show, but it has a special purpose today, this day in music history, which would be uh, October 7th in 2009, sad news to start off the show, uh, film and TV composer Vic Mizzy, who wrote the theme song uh, to Green Acres, died in Bel Air, Los Angeles at age 93, and I hope that dude died rich, because he wrote some great theme songs, and we'll visit another one in just a minute or two. But before I do so, let me tell you that you're listening to My Friend's Place on the VGOT LP Gainesville. Hope you enjoyed the warm-up uh, mix portion of the show this week. Uh, usually I talk more about this stuff at the end of the show, so let me do it at the beginning in case you uh, your commute home is from 4 to 5 p.m. on a Thursday. Yeah, 4 to 5 p.m. sometimes I lose track of time. So um, we really, really could use um, help financially because of covid Mostly because of COVID, we've not really been able to do our regular fundraisers, our uh, anniversary party, um, mo- or excuse me, um, I can't think of the name now. So, wow, I'm really drawing a blank. Um, fest, golly. Yeah, haven't been able to do the fest for a couple of years. Hopefully, that will change coming up here at the end of October, and we'll be able to start having live fundraisers again. But until then, we really, really have pretty much spent all of our savings and we are going uh, paycheck to paycheck like a lot of people. Uh, so if you have money, well, not if you have money, if you have, uh, what is it, disposable income. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. If you have disposable income, there's two uh, main ways you could help us stay up and on the air. One of them is to go to patreon.com, search for the WGOT face, our Facebook page. God, not a Facebook page on Patreon. Go to the WGOT Patreon page. Um, once you find that, you can subscribe for... $1 a month, maybe more. If you're a rich, rich man, you could maybe go for, I don't know, $5 a month. Um, but that gives us a steady income and a way to kind of uh, know what we have coming in to pay the bills. Also, if you, uh, while you're online, or instead of going to Patreon, you have a Facebook page. At this point, I think pretty much everyone who's ever going to like it has liked it. And especially with this week in Facebook history, it's been kind of a garbage week. Uh, for people that use Facebook and some of the news that came out. But uh, we're on Facebook. Yes, we are. And uh, pinned to the top of the page is information on how you can help us through a fundraising effort or GoFundMe. So uh, there you go. Consider doing that. Help us. We, we really need some help. Obviously, if you've ever listened to this show before, you know that WGOT obviously needs, like, serious help. So please help us. Um, you're our only hope. Anyway, so uh, other than 2009, Vic Mizzy dying uh, on October 7th in 2008, one year before, our mortal enemy. And we don't have many mortal enemies here at WGOT. 
but our mortal enemy is Spotify. So in 2008, Spotify launches the most streamed song for October is Viva La Vida by Coldplay, which I can honestly say I don't think I've ever heard. Uh, for all of 2008, it's Human by The Killers, a song I've definitely heard. And then 10 years later, by 2018, Spotify boasts uh, 180 million active users and over 40 million songs for better or worse. I'm going to say for worse, but hey, um, I'm not anti. I am anti Spotify, so never mind. Uh, in 2014, on October 7th, the TV series The Wonder Years, which I'm very much a fan of and very much for, which went off the air in 1993. So let me do the math real quick 2014 minus 1993, I believe that's 21. Finally, after 21 years, gets released on DVD. So what happened? Why did it take 21 years? Um, raise your hand if you got the right question. I'll, I'll give everyone a second. I'm going to give you some wait time. Oh, yeah, you over there in the corner. Yeah, so why did it take so long? Yeah, that's right. Uh, they could not get the licensing for all the music that was on the show cleared. Uh, so the distributor spent years clearing most of the 285 songs that were used on the show, including... A great theme song, Joe Cocker's version of With a Little Help for My Friends, which actually John Belushi does a better version of. So sorry about that, Joe Cocker fans. One of my favorite shows and something you hear on WGOT all the time for obvious reasons, WKRP, it ran into the same problem. They put the show on television. They had the uh, music cleared to be on TV, but then years later, when they're doing DVDs and you know other downloadable content, they don't have the rights to the song. So, to the best of my knowledge, there's still not even a WKRP that has the right music on it. So they've kind of released uh, versions of it with like really generic music. So please, um, people, please give me the WKRP in a downloadable format that has like Pink Floyd and all the cool music they had way back at the end of the 70s. So anyway. Moving on, in uh, 1999 on October 7th, <laughs> this is actually my favorite story of the week because it's so hideously bad, but Garth Brooks, he releases an album. Not as Garth Brooks, though. You know where I'm going with this one, right? It's Chris Gaines, a character that Garth Brooks created uh, that he was really uh, planning on doing a movie with it. And it's basically like the new wave alternative version of Garth Brooks. And it was god-awful. Uh, so the ruse uh, winds up turning off many of his hardcore fans. And the album that he released is Chris Gaines, which is called Brooks. It's the first since 1995 that fails to debut at, not, at number one, landing behind Creed's Human Clay. And there's a lot of jokes here. <laughs> Chris Gaines behind uh, Human Clay from the Creed. So there you go. Uh, one of the last stories I'm going to do this week, actually the last story I'm going to do for October 7th, 1986, The Police, they released their final single, Don't Stand Close to Me, and then Call It the Career. They had hoped to reunite and record another album, but, you know, they just didn't really get along, let's be honest. And then the conflict leads to uh, Stuart Copeland making a declaration that they can never work together, and I'm going to add an addendum. Until... They really need money. <laughs> then we'll see uh, uh, re <laughs> a new concert from them. They'll reunite for that. But it hasn't happened. 
So, and that's, you know, 35 years ago. So there you go. And that is your day in history and music for October 7th. I've uh, got one more heading into actually some new music. Vic Mizzy again. Now, I love Green Acres. Uh, actually, if you go back and watch the series Green Acres, I know it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of stupid, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's a really, and I'm going to tell you this, a really forward-thinking series by, like, decades that they did with that. So I'm a huge Green Acres fan. Um, I was a big, like, Beverly Hillbillies fan, so it spun off from that. But Green Acres, you would be shocked how good the writing is for that. And uh, from another show that had amazing writing, get another Vic Mizzy song coming up. He actually, in addition to doing uh, Green Acres, he also did another uh, theme song that is probably more recognizable than actually what he did for uh, what he did for Green Acres. So here you go, and it kind of fits in perfect to like the Halloween season. So um, the other huge, huge, amazing, awesome TV theme song that Vic Mizzy did, Adam's Family. <laughs>
All right, there you go. Cover from George Michael. And I never need an excuse to play George Michael on this show because as I was sitting listening to the song, I'm thinking, who is the greatest pop star of my generation? And, of course, a lot of people are going to speak up and say, uh, well, not a lot of people, people of my generation, probably speak up and say Michael Jackson. And, you know, it's really hard to argue against Michael Jackson other than his horrific crimes. Musically, though, can't argue against him. I also was kind of thinking, uh, at least for my taste, Phil Collins. But uh, for me, no one's better than George Michael. So you heard Christine and the Queen's Freedom covering the great George Michael classic. Uh, rest in peace, George Michael. And uh, anywho, let's get into uh, a little bit of what you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place on WGOT LP Gainesville, 100.1 FM. Going to do a little bit of movie reviews here coming in in about, uh, let's see, four or five minutes. It occurred to me as I was listening to that last 30 minutes of just fantastic, amazing, mostly new music here on My Friend's Place that I got so excited about the music coming in, I never really told you about the first half hour. So definitely don't want the FCC on my back. Not that they care or listen to uh, WGUT, but for you, because I really want you to support the artists that I play, whether you do it on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, Apple uh, Music, however you do it, support these people one way or the other. So here's actually what you heard going back to the very beginning of the show. So rewind, 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 rewind. All right. So at the very beginning of the show, uh, some electronic music from Jacques Green, I want. Uh, then sounding very, very, very much like sleigh bells, in my opinion. You had hide skin to skin. Then a little bit of a, you know... Uh, house music, I suppose. Mr. Twin Sister, uh, Paul Bo. After that, a great cover of one of the all-time like crossover hits from house music and pop. You had uh, Fred again covering Billy Ray Armstrong with uh, Loving Arms. Then uh, one that I was almost not going to play this week. It meets all the FCC standards for like not cursing. But wow, if you actually listen to those lyrics, um, I probably shouldn't have played it. Now I think about it. It was Wet Leg. With Wet Dream. Then you heard uh, another cover, lots of covers this week. You had Munya covering Tonight Tonight um, from Smashing Pumpkins. After that, you had Green Acres. We talked about why I played that uh, this week. The writer of that song actually passed away on uh, October 7th. And then uh, also another uh, song from that artist, or that writer rather, you heard uh, Adam's Family. So Green Acres and Adam's Family, probably his two most famous songs. Then you had Barty Strange. Um, and Eric Slick with Province, which is another cover, I believe, of a TV and the radio uh, song. Then it was Bush Tetris with Cutting Floor. Then you had uh, Sun Adams with Half Robot, Half Butterfly. After that, it was Adam Dust with Truck Songs. Then you heard Acid with Innocence. And now you are officially called up to every single piece of music you heard this week on uh, My Friend's Place. So please, please support those artists. And, of course, if you ever have a question about something you heard, something you missed, you can email me. Uh, I'm at I'm at Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A, in case you didn't figure that already. So, anywho, let's do uh, what we normally do at this time, which is some uh, This Week in Television and Movies. And I have two things. Yes, two. One, two. Uh, two things I really like this week. Uh, both are pretty easy to find online. And they're both movies. So, first up, Malignant. And Malignant is a horror movie from James Wan. If you have a subscription to HBO, it is very easy to find on HBO Max, uh, conveniently enough. 
It may or may not still be in the theaters in Gainesville. I'm not really sure. Um, but what Malignant is is basically a wild, wild, wild movie um, that really kind of harnesses and channels a lot of the um, energy from early 80s, like campy, over-the-top movies, such as Evil Death from Sam Raimi. So it's got all that kind of energy. Basically, a woman is having visions and nightmares and has been in the mental hospital before can't quite figure it out people are dying around her yeah there you go pretty basic plot uh point for malignant and the first uh, hour is kind of like yeah you know i'm not gonna stick with it i'm not gonna turn it off but the last 45 minutes to an hour are insane very inventive very funny it's this is definitely not a horror movie this is a horror comedy movie, just kind of like Evil Dead was. And it is a wild ride for the last 45 minutes. So if you have HBO Max and you are interested in that kind of thing, then definitely check out Malignant. That last hour is like the silliest, funniest thing I've seen in some time. The other movie I'm going to talk about this week is actually right now just on video demand, and it's from Paul Schrader. I don't know if you recognize that name or not. You should, because he is an American icon. So, among other things that uh, Paul Schrader has done, he uh, wrote Taxi Driver, the Martin Scorsese movie. He wrote um, Raging Bull, released a new movie a couple of years ago, that, or directed a new movie a couple of years ago called uh, First Reformed, which is amazing. And he's just got... I could go on and on and on about his, like... Uh, film library and things that he did. So, all right, let me do that for a second. So he wrote and directed the cow or the card counter, the movie I'm about to talk about. Um, also, Affliction, City Hall. He wrote uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Wrote Mosquito Coast. Wrote uh, Raging Bull. He directed, among other things, American Gigolo. If you haven't seen that, I think it's back on HBO. So let's just say the guy. Kind of runs in the same circle as Martin Scorsese. He's an amazing writer and a really good director. And he uh, wrote and directed this new movie called The Card Counter, uh, actually based on a book. So, yeah, I guess screenplay he wrote. He didn't actually write the movie. And basically the story of, I don't know if this guy's the best actor, but I think he is. He wrote, the, or he directed this movie that's got Oscar Isaac basically playing, wow, a card counter, good figure, but also a veteran um, from the Iraq War. And so it really goes in strange places with that story. Um, you think that it's basically going to be just a gambling movie, but it really goes kind of deep into the Isaac Oscar character and what happened to him, uh, which is kind of really well known, uh, what happened like in Iraq with the way the prisoners were treated. So it takes that into account as he is trying to navigate life uh, post what happened over in Iraq and he's a card counter and it is just amazing it looks good it sounds good it's a great story it's a great plot it moves along really really fast I cannot possibly recommend a movie higher right now than the card counter from Paul Schrader uh, starring Isaac Oscar and it's got Willem Dafoe yeah that Willem Dafoe playing a really really small cameo in the movie and then, I got to say this, maybe 
one of my favorite things for this movie and kind of a, I guess it's a supporting role, but almost a starring role. You have Tiffany Haddish, who kind of plays his boss, his love interest. She is awesome as well. So uh, I'm not going to gush <laughs> at all over uh, the card counter anymore. So either you're going to watch it or you're not going to watch it. I hope that you do. If you like adult, 80s-style, R-rated movies, then you need to seek this one out. I don't know if I can tell you to rent it for $19.99, but eventually the price is going to drop, and it's going to start showing up on uh, streaming services. At that point, 100% make sure you see the card counter. And from that movie, which has a great soundtrack, uh, that was done by uh, Robert Levin, Honestly, not really familiar with his work that much, uh, but here is one from that soundtrack. It's Robert Levin, Ben Adore, off of the Card Counter soundtrack here on My Friend's Place.
There you go. Channeling some energy from the 80s for sure. Yeah, find place this new heaven here on My Prince Place on WGOTLP Gainesville. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for supporting WGOT. Just a reminder, we need money, like lots of money. Uh, one of the things that allows us to be commercial free is the fact that we are basically a, a publicly owned uh, radio station, for lack of a better term. And we have not really been able to raise uh, funds through our events for about two years now, although hopefully that's going to change with the upcoming uh, best. Uh, so we could really use your help. You can uh, help us a lot of ways. You know, listen, that would be one way. Uh, but financially, you can find out more information about what to do at the WGOT Facebook page pinned to the top. You'll have uh, information about our GoFundMe. Uh, also, uh, for the really de- dedicated and uh, really cool people, <laughs> um, like peer pressure, I guess, uh, we are on Patreon. You can subscribe to Patreon for just $1 a month, which is not very much. That's, you know, you can do the math. Let's see, 12 times 1 is 12. So $12 a year, $1 a month. Of course, you can go higher, but the good thing about Patreon is it kind of gives us like a continuing uh, stream of income as we try to figure out like, oh, how are we going to pay our streaming? How are we going to pay our studio bills? How are we going to pay our tower bills? How are we going to pay the electricity? So um, there you go. That's my uh, soapbox uh, while I'm on it. Also, if you don't want to support the station, which would be sad, but I think that you do, you can actually like me without supporting the station by simply uh, typing in Cramela, C-R-A, M-E-L-A, and you'll find out Cramel, or you'll find, find out, you'll find past episodes of Cramel Mix Show and My Friend's Place online, and then after you listen to those a bunch of times, uh, consider subscribing on Patreon, or uh, by giving us a little bit of cash on the GoFundMe. So, anywho, here is what you've heard uh, in the last uh, hour, no, half hour of music. So, um, kind of lost track of what I did. All right, so here's what I... Oh, I see it now. We started out with a uh, song, very 80s-sounding song uh, from the Card Counter. Yeah, the Card Counter soundtrack. It's Robert Levin, Ben Adore. actually love that song so much. Not as much as I love the movie, so mentioned that earlier in the broadcast. Uh, definitely check out the Card Counter on VOD. After that, you had Sand Furman and Y Oak, My First Life. Then it was Sylvie, Falls on Me. After that, it's a Jacksonville band, uh, Lands in the Garden. If you know someone in that band or part of that band or you're listening in that band, hey, give me a call. I would love uh, to feature you more on uh, this show because your song, In the Garden, is absolutely fantastic. And then we got really, really 80s with uh, Fine Place, This New Heaven. Now, you're officially called up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Let's do some Cramlin news and got a couple of really quick stories as we're kind of running behind time like usual. First up, and I love this story, so I'm just going to read the headline to you. Third Sandy Hook parent wins defamation suit against Alec Jones, who is just a can't say it. I can't say those words, Alex Jones. I want to say it. I can't say it. I can only give you uh, initials. We'll call him a POS. So anyway, um, a third parent of slain Sandy Hook child has won a defamation lawsuit. And let me tell you, if someone with a little bit of a legal background, defamation, really hard to prove. 
So, a third parent of slain Sandy Hook child has won a defamation lawsuit against conspiracy extremist InfoWars host Alex Jones of Texas. This is coming from Newstimes.com. Neil uh, Heslin will have his case heard by a jury to determine uh, damages along with the Sandy Hook parents in two other cases, Scarlett Lewis and Lenny Posner, who both won their defamation suits against uh, Jones last week. Bill Ogden, one of the uh, attorneys uh, who represents the Sandy Hook parents in their separate cases against Jones, said default judgment, which is really weird to get a default judgment, is in favor of Heslin and brings him and the other parents a major step closer to bringing uh, closure to this horrific experience. And I'm going to say now, you're never going to get closure, but you can get rid of Alex Jones because he is just... And again, uh, FCC, sorry, he is just the goddamn worst. So I'm not nearly as happy for their, the parents, only because they're not going to get closure for what happened at Sandy Hook. I'm super happy to get that. Ah, I can't say it. That bad person off the air. So there's a little bit of Kramlin news news uh, on that story. Next story. Let's do something um, a little bit uh, more lighthearted. This is from MixMag.net, uh, which has actually kind of become uh, my uh, go-to uh, news source. But anyway, here is the article title from that. Darlington pubs and venues to trial anti-cocaine spray to deter drug use. So the local police uh, force claims it contains the world's most powerful bittering agent. And bittering agent is definitely a very like uh, English <laughs> type description. So basically to summarize what this article at mixmac.net says, there are uh, pubs and venues for people drinking Darlington. What they're going to do, they're going to spray like an anti-cocaine spray on all surfaces for what? Basically so that you can't line up lines on those surfaces and uh, snip them or snort them, whatever your preferred vocabulary is, uh, in order to reduce like the amount of drugs that are people taking or people are taking. So according to uh, Mixmag.net and the Darlington Police, the clear chemical adheres to most surfaces and causes powder narcotics, such as cocaine. So you line up your line on your table, you get ready to sniff it. So what happens is it expands, it gets bigger, and then it sticks um, to the surface. What happens if you try to scrape it off? Uh, according to this article, at least, if the user tries to scrape off and consume the drug, it contains a strong bittering agent. That leaves an unpleasant taste, rather, uh, for hours. So I guess it's been used for uh, lots of different places, but Darlington will be the first official place, I believe, in England to um, test it out. The police force in that uh, region tweeted, we have become the first police force, and I'm not even going to do an English accent, although I could. It would be horrible. I could do an English accent, but I'm just going to read it American style. We have become the first police force in the region to begin using a groundbreaking anti-cocaine spray to deter taking cocaine in pubs and clubs. So I'm just going to say this. We spend a lot of energy on stuff like this. Um, can we just go to the next level? People are going to do cocaine. We shouldn't encourage them to. 
we should offer them treatment and other options. But this idea that you're basically going to put cocaine glue on tables and pubs and that people aren't going to sniff cocaine, do cocaine anymore, is pretty hilarious. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here in Darlington in the UK. Last story. Now, I actually retired this bit more than a year ago. I had people that were contacting me and complaining like, oh, you're being so negative. Why do you negative news? Blah, 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 blah. And I kind of retired this bit. But I'm going to uh, reinstate it just for one week. And it's Urban Meyer. <laughs> God, I can't even say that dude's name without laughing. So I don't want to spend a lot of time doing like a sports segment here on a station where most people that are listening to it could give a crap about sports. But Urban Meyer, formal, former head coach of University of Florida, went on to become the head coach of Ohio State, went on now to be a head coach of Jacksonville. Well, his team played Cincinnati on a Thursday night game. And normally, normally, regularly, in general, what a coach does after the game, they get back on the, the uh, charter jet, they come back to the location. Urban Meyer decided not to do that. His uh, Basically, his reasoning was, I'm going to stay in Ohio. I have family there. I'm going to visit my grandchildren. Okay, not that bad. But what wound up happening was, Urban Meyer winds up in a Columbus bar and one video surfaces. Basically, I don't know. I can't tell the age, but let's just call her 20-something girl grinding on him as uh, you would expect for most really famous people and 57-year-old coaches of a huge uh, NFL team. Okay. So that came out, and people were freaking out, like, what is going on with Urban Meyer? You are a bad person. He makes his half-ass apology, basically saying, um, well, the team can get ready without me. Um, it is what it is. Then, after he makes that half-ass apology, someone released the second video of him in that bar which isn't just uh, the 20-something or maybe 30-something uh, female rubbing up against him and uh, grinding against him, but he's using his fingers in a very vulgar way. So um, I'm not going to get in, into very much with Urban Buyer. There was part of me, like at the beginning of the year, thinking, well, maybe time has passed and he should be back like in the UF you know, Ring of Honor, which is really hard to get into. So I was kind of like, okay, you know, blah, 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 stuff happens long time ago. And now you look at this, and this guy, who is an amazing football coach, by the way, no argument there, is just basically a dummy in every aspect of his life other than calling football plays. And this week, didn't really like the fact that people are talking about him actually didn't really start with this story. There's been all kinds of things happening since he's taken over Jacksonville. Again, not going to break it down. Not a sports show, but uh, if you're interested, yeah, Google Urban Meyer. So I'm going to take a bit that I retired a long time ago because I really don't want to be negative. But this guy, Urban Meyer, deserves it. So here you go. Urban Meyer, you are the My Friends Place Big Dummy of the Week.
down.
that's a pretty good new one. I actually like that a lot. It's from a uh, '80s, yeah, really '80s band, I suppose. Psychedelic Burrs with a new one called Evergreen. So, uh, sounding really good on that. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did here on my friend's place. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did, like presenting it to everyone. If you want to listen to uh, part of the episode again, you missed it. You want to hear old episodes? I'm easier to find online at Cramela Mix Show. And Cramela, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. I do also host another show, officially called Cramela Mix Show. But that's more uh, house and techno oriented. So I think if you like uh, My Friend's Place, you might also enjoy what I do over uh, at my uh, continuous mix show over at Cramela Mix Show. And got about uh, four minutes left before I head out of here. So let's please make sure that I go down the list, uh, which you just heard in the half hour or so of music, uh, leading things off. You have Idols, The Beachland Ballroom, one of my favorite songs that I listened to this week. Really enjoyed that one. Then you had Corridor with A Hop. Uh, then it was Cairo Geyser, one that I've kind of had in my uh, folder for two or three weeks. Glad to finally play it. It's called Foreigner. And then, as I mentioned before, you had a Psychedelic Furs with Evergreen. And now you are officially called up. To everything you heard this week here on my friend's place on WGOTLB Gainesville. There you go. There's my official uh, uh, signal call for anyone that's checking up on us. But uh, before I head out, one more reminder. We um, are always constantly, that's kind of redundant. We are constantly in a um, fundraising uh, type scenario where... Um, I mean, we're literally paycheck to paycheck. So if you can help us out, again, WGOT Facebook page is a good way to get started. We also, if you're not on Facebook, and I don't blame you at all for being on Facebook at all. You probably are smarter than me, to be honest with you. But if you're not on Facebook, there's information at WGOT.org. And then, of course, you can also find us on Patreon um, just by searching for WGOT. And uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox uh, from there. Going to leave you with one more song before I head out this week. Uh, this one's from Andy Schaff. It's called Spanish on the Beach. I'll be back. Same time. Same channel. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting uh, WGOT. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Spoke in Spanish on the beach I tried to make up my mind Whether I could understand The word you said You took my hand and we walked out I forgot to lock the door You stood waiting in a long dark dress I wasted Could be born Sound of authority. You speak in Spanish, and I turn towards the musicians play, standing straight with their smiling eyes.
done If her head bought the ring And decided to go down on one knee And in an operatic voice I would start singing with the band It would be so mortifying It makes me laugh I Everything changed I wish 